Hi, this is Rosalinda, the host of Faith Fuel Podcast, the show where we hear voices of people transforming the world for Jesus. Pastors, leaders, entrepreneurs, and world changers. So sit down, relax, or keep it driving. It's time to get some wholehearted, wide open, and yes, sometimes side-splitting encouragement and direction for your life. So get ready to get fired up. Hey guys, it's Rosalinda Rivera, and you better buckle your seat because today we are talking about teenagers. We're talking about how to reach them, how to keep them on fire for the Lord, and what do you do as a parent when you are losing your mind with your kids? And I will tell you because I have been a parent of teenagers, and I do have a teenager. I'll never forget when my sister called me and said, just wait till your kid turns 15. It's like something magical happens. Like they lose their mind and think they know, like you're ready to call NASA because they know more than you. I was like, nah, that won't happen. Sure enough, it was unbelievable and challenging, but I got great news. We made it through. They're serving the Lord. My daughter just got married. I got a son getting married and you're going to make it through too. And so today's podcast Look, it's going to be amazing because I have one of my best friends ever in my life. Um, His name is Eddie Grinnell. He's a pastor right here in Richmond, Virginia. Eddie, thanks for coming on today. Rosa, I'm so excited to be a part of your podcast. Uh, I've known you for a very, very long time, and uh, we've been very close friends forever. And your kids were in my youth ministry. I'm excited to uh, throw them under the bus today. But but either way, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, let me tell you why Pastor Eddie Grinnell is qualified. He has been working 16 years as a youth pastor. Brother, you should have like a purple heart for real. I'm telling you. He has been um, that youth pastor right here in Richmond, Virginia. He's a graduate from Randolph-Macon College in Virginia, And you've been married for 15 years to Celeste Reyes. You're the father of two beautiful children, Ava and Israel, who, might I add, are not teenagers yet. Not yet. They will be. Uh, my daughter acts like she is one, but, uh, but yes, I, I've, I have two small kids. She's 10 and Israel is, uh, eight, not eight. Yeah. Well, it's coming brother. Yeah, you're right. It's coming. But you know, Pastor Eddie, and I'm just gonna call you Eddie. Like we're just going to drop the titles because we're friends like that. And, um, look, you have been that person almost parenting as you're a youth pastor you know um pastor eddie and i i guess i'll throw that name back in there i'm sorry uh we have really been friends for a long time but we met in youth ministry so i was actually your youth leader growing up so interesting i was one chasing this guy around and now you're you were chasing my kids around that's right that's right and so look there's a lot of parents that are listening today And I know we're having a lot of fun, but there is just major drama happening in the youth space. We are losing kids to suicide, to drug addiction, to sex, to pornography. Look, guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you have kids. I'm telling you, you need to pay attention because God is just going to transform your life and your heart today. And maybe that's been you going, I'm ready to throw in the towel. I don't know what to do. I believe today God's just going to just impart some divine wisdom Um, because you know what? Between the both of, I did youth for 15 years. You did youth ministry for 15 years. 
We're coming at you with 30 years That's of right. youth ministry. That's right. Hey, Eddie, let me ask you a question. Just like, you know, there's a lot of churches, they don't even have youth, okay? Which it just boggles and blows my mind. No wonder kids don't want to go to church, right? There's nothing for them. Um, but why do you think youth ministry is important? Why do you think it's relevant today? Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, Rosa, it, it's it's an interesting question because um, one of the things that I think is so crucial is winning students to Christ. Uh, the church has done a really good job at creating content and doing all this stuff for adults and for small groups for adults. Um, men, teenagers are going through it just as much. Uh, if you're a parent, you know that. Uh, they they struggle with the same things, um, and and sometimes at a different level as well. They, they depression, anxiety, all of these issues students are are dealing with. But one of the things that's really interesting and, and, and really cool about the space is is they love to be in community. Teenagers love uh, to be in community. The one thing that we see a lot is a teenager that doesn't know anyone has a hard time. Like they will they will be um, hesitant about going into a room or, or anything like that. But when you create an atmosphere, which is, which is what we were, we've worked so hard to try to create an atmosphere that's inviting for the students. So they feel like it's not school. Like it's not like stand up, sit down, raise your hand type of thing. Rules. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we, we make it, not that we throw out the rules. Right. No, there's still rules. They're just not like, you know, like, hey, do this, do this, like on on the front end. It's very, they can come in, they can relax, they can be themselves. And I think teenagers need a space for that, where they can literally come to a place and just relax and just be themselves. They don't have to put on for anybody. And I think that's why youth ministry is so important. Um, the real, the the biggest reason is about discipleship. If we can disciple students when they're young. You know, the Bible says that they won't depart. And so what we want to do is, 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 you know, infuse that through, um, through worship, through, uh, through the, the, the scriptures and reading the scriptures. And we really want students to, to find freedom, to be, um, you know, to belong and to be discipled. And those are the, the key things that we tell our youth leaders that we want to connect with students. We want them to find freedom. There's a lot of teenagers that are, um, that are stuck or they feel lonely and we want them to find the freedom that's found in Jesus Christ. And so we want to, that's why I think youth ministry is such a key, uh, a key place for students to, to be and to grow in their faith. You know what, Eddie, we have to talk about it. Okay, mm-hmm. you guys listening to this podcast, you know it's on charisma. I know you're going to church. You know the word of God. Some of you, you're you've grown up in church all your life, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be honest. Like, I mean, I don't want to date myself, but I did say I did youth ministry way before you. <laughs> um, but you know, we get so religious, you right. know, and we forget. Look, you're going to heaven, but is your kid going to heaven? Right. I do not want to stand before God. And not have my children there with me. I don't want to reach the world for Christ. You know, I've been to 32 countries preaching the gospel. I don't want to go reach the world for Jesus and my kids aren't there. And sometimes we're not stopping and we're not looking and we're not listening. And, you know, right now we're in this season right now. This pandemic is just rocking, rocking the world. But 
addiction is increasing, pornography is increasing, depression is so real, sadness, bullying. You know, bullying is out of control, man. It starts at second and third grade. And and sometimes as parents, we're like, oh, well, you know, if they treat you like that. You know, you just got to shake it off. Look, there's damage happening in kids. And then when they're 13, 14, and 15, they're acting it out. So, you know, today I know there's some parents whose ears are like perking because they just don't know what to do. But what are you seeing happening right now I mean, you have the inside scoop during this pandemic with kids. You know, it is um, it so much has intensified since this pandemic started. Your teenagers, for the most part, are on some kind of virtual school. Uh, Virtual school means that they're in their room and on their computer. Um, They're on their computer for a a long period of time doing school. Uh, and, And I think the hardest part is that. There's no community. And so when you look at a student during this pandemic, it, a lot of just like inward, like inward destruction. And, 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 and not only that, but I think I think the big the big issue that we have to think about is if our students aren't if our teenagers aren't getting their community, if they're not being reached, um, they will be. Uh, they will fall just like anybody else. And these are what we're seeing is is teenagers are not just um, consumers. They want to be they want to be producers. They want to get their hands dirty. I think that was the same thing. When I grew up, I obviously didn't have a pandemic on my hands to deal with. Mm-hmm. But I had this I had issues. I was tired. I was depressed. I was lonely. And when you think about when you were a kid, how you felt sometimes, and now put your student in that position and know that they're struggling through some of those things as well. The answer, of course, is getting them to fall in love with Jesus, yeah. getting them to know yeah. who Jesus is. And that's what we have been. The moment the pandemic hit, my leadership team, we were all over the place. You're How do we? Man. Yeah, you, we you were. You guys drove to my house. <clears throat> yeah, past ready. You know, they did a contest online, and the winner. You guys actually. I mean, I live twenty minutes away. You yeah. drove all the way out here to deliver like just the smallest thing. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll remember. Like you sent mail. Like, right. Who? Who gets <laughs> like actual mail? Yeah. Had candy yeah. in it and some couple things. You don't know how excited I was as a mom. To go, Victor, you go check the mailbox. You got mail. Yeah. You know, that was a thing for us. We sat down at the drawing board when we knew whether this was, I mean, we had no idea like anybody else, but we were like, is this going to be a month, two months? Now we're going on a year. And that, and those were the things we had to get creative. Youth ministry had to get creative and say, how can we still keep our students, even though they're not, they're not going to be in the room? Listen, if you're, the one thing that I tell parents all the time is you have to get them plugged in. And I know that's hard with a student because there's a lot of uh, variables on how to get them or are, do we go physically? Do we go online? You're there. If your church has a youth pastor, the, the main thing is to stay connected. My job as a youth pastor is to, um, <clears throat> is to become a teammate with the parents. 
I want the parents to know what I'm doing so that they feel connected. And I want them to have just as much say into what's happening. I don't want you to, to think that the youth ministry is, is not reaching my kid. I want you, I want to be visible. Um, and I, and I want that to be a thing. What, either way, sorry, I'm rambling. But what yeah. I will say is that the key to the, the key to a student who is struggling, the pandemic has, has weighed on all of us, but particularly our students, they need that fellowship. They need to get in with people and believers that are their age and they need to be brought in. Relationships are key, key. Let me, let me tell you something, something that made such a big difference in my kids is look, your kids, they don't want to tell you everything. Get over yourself. Really. If you think your kids are going to tell you, I didn't want to tell, I still don't want to tell my mom and dad everything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But you know, I could trust my youth pastor and I knew he was hearing things that I didn't even know. And you know what? You got to release that. You got to release that control. And so I loved the fact that you would take Alana and Gabriel mm-hmm. and and even Victor, yeah. you you guys would have lunch and they would come back so amazing. And if you're listening today and you say, "Wow, you know, I wish my church had something like that for my kids." Look, I hope I don't get thrown off charisma for saying this. You better go find a place to plug your kids in. Because what are we going to do? Like so we are going to church as adults and you know, all oh, everything looks pretty and we like, you know, we dress up and we go connect in our small groups and then our kids are dying you know no you you need to worship as a family but you better find a place for your kids and i'm going to tell you right now as a mom and i'm going to speak really strong into the hearts of you moms and dads listening today look it's going to require a commitment it's going to require some hustle you're either going to chase them today or you will chase them tomorrow so look sometimes I think one of the biggest regrets I have as a mom is being a busy mom, being a career or a CEO for so long is that you're out there chasing your dreams and you don't realize two and three and four, five years pass by. And, and I want to console somebody's heart right now because I would deal with a lot of guilt on that. It's not too late. It is not too late. You know, I, I want to deep dive for a second here and and I know you're the right guy to answer these questions but you know I'm telling you we got kids uh in homosexuality we got kids in drugs you know we've got kids in pornography tiktok let me just tell you if you're a parent you don't have tiktok you better download it just so you can know what your kids are watching um you know but here's the deal it's like what do you say to a parent you know that comes to you because I want you to know there's hope in Jesus Christ Okay, I've seen the worst drug addict turn around, the prostitutes. We got to believe our children can turn around. But what are we missing? Like, where are we oblivious? Yeah. Talk yeah. to that parent. Like, you know, one of the one of the things that um, one of the main things that that we've been seeing is, you know, that it's not it's it's not just oblivious. It's just that parents don't know what to look for. Um, there are all there's always a new social media app that pops up. And there's, if your kid, you know, without even asking for those type of images, without even asking for it, those apps will push it toward your student. And you have to be careful with what we, what we allow to, um, to go ahead and, uh, and, and let our children feast on. And, and what I think that we can do as, 
as a ministry uh, or, or as parents, when, one of the things that we really talk to parents about is setting boundaries. Um, because, and I know that that's hard, particularly for, for teenagers. Teenagers don't like boundaries. None of us did. But boundaries, uh, even God gives us boundaries. The Bible gives us boundaries. And, and I, tell, I tell people all the time, I say, you know, when, when I let my kids go outside to play, they know that they can't go in the street. And it's not because I don't trust them or because I, you know, I just know the dangers outside yeah, where you of live. that. Right. Yeah. And so, and I know cars fly by there and I, you know, and I want to protect them. And, and that's a thing for me. If, if I could tell something to the parents is your teenager is not going to like boundaries, but they will respect the boundaries. And later they're going to love They're going to love them later because the you, exactly, because you said it. And so knowing what they're watching is super important. Knowing what they subscribe to on YouTube, knowing what's on their phone is is one way where you're not caught un, unexpected. And what so what we do with you were talking earlier about how I would take students out to lunch or you, I would take your mm-hmm. kids out to lunch. Yeah. And and that's one part that we have we've spent a large part of our budget on just taking students to lunch. And what that does is it just lets them know that we're here. Yeah, the and guards so, come down. They feel we, comfortable. They're not in a church building. They right? will not remember any, my best sermon, they won't remember. <laughs> yeah. But they'll remember when I took them out to lunch they and we will. hung out. They'll remember when I went to their ball games and stuff like that. And, and so I think the main thing that we have to really push is, does your student have a relationship with a godly um, you know, pastor, youth yeah, pastor, or a mentor. yeah, leadership. Yeah. That and and that's what we push for our leaders is to be that is to go take them out to lunch, hear them, hear what's going on, and then we partner with the parents. So we don't want to partner. We don't want to take what your kid is telling us and then keep it as a secret. We partner with you to say, hey, let me just kind of give you a heads up what your kid's been telling me, and now you'll know the best way to kind of come at that and pray for them and, 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 and do parent, you know, and to parent them from there. But our thing is, man, we just want to be a sounding board for the students to let them just tell us about where they're struggling. And, and if during this pandemic, what I have been hearing a lot is depression, a lot of depression, anxiety, loneliness. loneliness. Yeah. And they were in school and they had their own crew and now it's all taken away. Look, the sports, you know how many games I used to go yeah. to with my kids? You're cheering them on. You're, you know, there's so much activity that's gone away. But right. here's the deal, okay? You're listening. We need a solution. We already know we got a major problem. We need a solution. And I want to encourage you guys, listen, when you were talking about boundaries, you know, there were so many times when my kids would go, yeah, but my friends are doing this or so-and-so is doing this. And you know what? I would kind of say, you know, I know that's tough, but here's the deal. As a parent, I'm going to answer to God. And I just have this little space, the zero to, you know, adulthood, you know, where God is going to hold me accountable as a parent. After that, you're going to make your own decisions. So it's not even about you. I was like, it's really about what God is going to hold me. And parents, listen, do not get caught up in the lie that your kid, that you pay that cell phone bill, you can't grab that phone, that you should know passwords. My kids, we have an agreement. Hey, bro, I'm going to get you the phone, but I better get be able to get in that phone. And the biggest mistake, if you heard the podcast that I had with my daughter, Alana, was that I didn't do that enough. 
And there was, man, you got to go back to that podcast. You guys got to, got to listen to it. It's a heart to heart with me and my daughter about areas where I felt like I failed as a parent. I know I failed and it hurt me so deeply. And the Lord had to heal me because I thought I was on top of things and I wasn't. But you know what? I can't stay in that space of brokenness either. And I got to receive God's wisdom, instruction, forgiveness. And we have to fight for our teens. They are crying out, guys. And they need your attention. They need your love. Look, stop what you're doing. Look, this morning, I was so happy. We had a snow day and they delayed at first. I wasn't happy because I had to be somewhere. And so... They um, delayed my kids' school for an hour. But you know what? It was awesome. We ended up going to the brick oven, having the best um, breakfast ever. You know, he was like, man, I wonder if there's a Denny's around here. I said, let's go find one. But I put my phone down. Because trust me, I'm one of those people, I'm on my phone all the time. I put it down. I made eye contact. And I said, I was making up questions. Just making them up. Why? Because I just want to have that verbal conversation. You know, Pastor Eddie, sometimes parents will even say, well, they don't want to go to church. They're like 13. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't with y'all. I cannot. I I was going, my parent, I was going to church. My mom made Uh, us go to church every time the doors were open. Prayers on Friday, we were going. Well, I don't want to force my kids. You're going to be the one. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to call it out. I, we run a rehab here, and I can't tell you how many of those kids were the ones where, like, we kind of went to church, you know? Look, people ask me, like, did you ever regret that your dad made you? No, man. When I see my other friends, their lives were destroyed. I'm like, praise God in heaven. Yeah, you know, it. my... Your dad, man. My, yeah. <laughs> look, and, and my... my we had to remember, we, we had to write scripture down when we messed up and all that. But my <laughs> my best friends to this day... Are friends I made in a youth group, not friends I made in high school. I hardly talk to them. Not the ones I made in college. I talk to them every once in a while. But the friends I made in youth group are the Speak friends that, that I still, <laughs> to this day, I have. And you know what? All of us are serving the Lord. We go to different churches. We all have kids. We're looking for programs for our kids. Some kids of them lead to. worship. Some yeah. are pastors. Some are youth and, pastors. And it, and that's a testament number one to a good youth ministry. And that's what I can say. Did that I we, mention I was his youth leader? There back you go. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. And, and what I can say is, this pandemic has made us made us have to get creative on how we do youth ministry. Currently, right now, we're doing youth ministry both live and online. How so, how are you doing that? Tell us. Like, okay, somebody's listening. They're tuning in from the middle of nowhere. You know, yeah. our listeners are from all over the world. Sure. Um, gosh, we have 25 countries that are listening in to mm-hmm. Faith Fuel Podcast. So, okay, I'm not near a church. What can I do? But let me tell you, we've been all over the world together. We've been in different countries. Everybody got Facebook. Oh, 100%. Everybody's got internet. And, and every teenager has a YouTube Every teen, and and if they they don't have it, they know how to use it. Okay, so what do you do? The first thing you're gonna do is, um, is if you're looking, if it's if it's our youth ministry, you're going. uh, Our youth ministry is called Powerhouse Youth, um, and that's been the name since I was in there. Uh, But we have a YouTube channel. It's YouTube.com/slash/phyouth, and then you just subscribe. And then when we uh, you can turn on your notifications or whatever. Whenever we go live, 
you will get a notification saying, hey, we're live. We go live every Wednesday for the service. We go um, and and once we're live, we're live. Like you're seeing what's happening. And so we got creative with the service itself. We have interviews and things that we do so that the people aren't just watching a service. It's not like you're just sitting down and watching the service, but you're interacting. Your, your students can comment and will comment. Your students can win prizes. We play games with the people who are online. So it's just youtube.com slash phyouth, and, you, and you, you're with us. That's, that's the first thing. We have an Instagram um, that just kind of keeps you updated is what we're doing and post pictures and stuff of our services um, and, and little events and things that we that we might be doing. But for right now, as far as a hybrid, you go on YouTube Wednesday night, 730 and you will see us live. You'll you you'll see our worship. You'll see whatever videos that we're showing, any crazy games, Sit anything that we do. Sit down with your kid, you know, and just say, no, I tell you what, you want to play Fortnite? Do me a favor. You're going to watch this first. Yeah. You, you're going to have to take that step. And I promise you this, okay? They may be bucking and, like, hating this and all this stuff, but let me tell you, that's where you got to put your trust in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because right through that screen, we have seen kids' lives rearrange. They may not react the first week. They may not react the second week, but week three. Yeah. And, and we, you say something and it just touches their heart. We've seen it happen. And not only that, what we've done is we've created our small groups to be connected to our online space. So your kid may be in the middle of Indiana somewhere and doesn't have a church or a youth group they can be connected with one of our small groups because right from the YouTube, you say, we'll be asking, and if he clicks yes, he'll get a form, and that form will connect us with that student, and that student, anytime we meet as a small group, we'll Zoom him in. We have kids that we Zoom in now for small group, and we decide when they're part of our youth groups, they don't don't even come, they've never been to our building. It's a new world, guys. Look, this is a new norm, so I want to do this. You know, if you're listening today... Uh, I want to just encourage the parent who right now, your kid, he's just in the valley and you're holding on to kind of your last hope. I want to encourage you and tell you that God has not forgotten you. He is listening to your prayers. He loves your child and he has a purpose and it may seem totally bleak right now. And maybe you cannot see the end before the beginning. Maybe you just, you know, I I know it it can be so overwhelming. We talked about suicide. We talked about depression. We've talked about all kinds of stuff that kids are dealing with today. But I just want you to know that God is able to touch them, love them. The Bible says he's the great counselor. So when we don't know what to do, God will guide you. He's going to show you as a parent. You know, there's no handbook for everything that we face. So look, as a mom, you know, I know you, Pastor Eddie, as a dad, we feel your pain on this, but we want you to know there is hope. And so, you know, and those of you that have been doing a great job getting your kids involved, well, praise the Lord, man, stay behind them. But I want to do something really quick as we wrap up this podcast. Um, Pastor Eddie, can you pray for the parents? Absolutely. <laughs> that God will give them wisdom and insight absolutely. of how to love on their kids while they lead them toward the cross. Yeah, absolutely. Father God, we thank you so much for this conversation and this time. God, we thank you because you're so good to us. You love us and, um, and you love our students. 
And so we're so, we're so, so grateful, God, that you care about us in this moment. So God, we right now we just pray for every parent that's listening, every every parent of a, of a teenager, every parent of a of, of a child that may be going through some stuff. God, I just pray that you would give them peace in their heart right now. That God, we know that the only way that we could truly fail is if we actually give up. So help us to keep pushing, oh God. Help us to keep going. Help us to keep moving in the direction that you would have us to go. We know we don't know all the answers, but we know that you have all of the all of the power and you can and you would help us. God, give us wisdom, all the, every single parent out there, including me, the wisdom to help raise our children in the faith so that they would be disciples and followers of you and know that when this thing is over, when they get to to become adults, that they will be the next leaders of the church, the, the leaders of now, the leaders that will move the church forward in this next season. God, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor Eddie, it was so amazing. And I know that if you've listened to this podcast, it has totally touched your heart. You better share this with somebody else as a teenager because they're crying out and praying and they need to hear these words of encouragement. You know, make sure that you give us that rating and review, um, whatever whatever platform you're listening to, whether it's Apple, Spotify, wherever it is that you're finding this podcast, you know what? Give us a review. I think you get a five review today. A five star, Eddie. You know what? I'm going to get all of the teenagers (laughs) to like and review. So this is going to be like the most downloaded podcast episode. We'll see how it goes. I love it. Well, look. Hey, you can stay in touch with our ministry. Make sure that you follow. You can go to rosalinda.live. We have connections to all of our outreaches, all of our ministries. Remember that when you put your trust in God, He will fuel your faith. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Get more at rosalinda.live. If you experience it, we'll examine it. If God's word says it, we'll stand on it. And when you're feeling faint, we are here with your faith fuel. I'm Rosalinda Rivera. We'll chat again soon. This podcast was brought to you by New Life for Adults and Youth, celebrating 50 years of restoring broken lives. If you or a family member has been struggling with addiction, New Life for Adults and Youth is the answer. Visit them at newlife.center.